Coming up next on MLR Weekly, rising old glory star and West Point graduate Colin Gross. The best recap in Major League Rugby. Headlines and news from John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning and insight and predictions from Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle, New York City. The world's best rugby pub. And Lean and Limber. Stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City. Thank you for joining us. Much appreciated. We have a great show. We have one of my favorite people in Major League Rugby, Mr. Colin Gross of Old Glory DCs, making a meteoric rise after being a draft choice in the last Major League Rugby draft out of West Point. Yeah, he's one of those special person. We have him coming up. We also have Brian Ray of America's Rugby News with his Uh, insight and previews and predictions and stuff but before we do any of that including our recap which has been said to be the best recap in major league rugby i don't want to argue with that but first we have mr john fitzpatrick with this week's rugby mornings coffee break headlines and news around the mlr and john you're such a good guy that you're on vacation and coming on. Welcome. What do you got for us? Matt, I'm doing great. I am joining you from the sunny confines of Isle of Palms, South Carolina. Wow. It's nice down here. But you know what? I still call it MLR action, baby, because I had to, right? So let's start with a record-setting round nine. And where else do you start? But the New England Free Jacks Toronto Arrows game. I know, I know. We all winced there. But hey, the New England Free Jacks set three MLR records. Number one, most points in a game, 80. Number two, largest margin of victory, 75 points. And number three, most tries scored in one game with 12. Oh. Man, man, I know. We've both been on some losing, the losing end of 80-point efforts. What went wrong there? Well, that one rock changed the whole game. <laughs> Next! Let's move on to player milestones. Two more players joined the exclusive 50 MLR appearance club. Noel Goldhooker, Eric Howard became the 41st, and Seattle Seawolves hooker Peter Malcolm became the 42nd player to reach the mark. Matt, do you know who the 43rd player will be? It ain't going to be Matt Trueville, but I can also tell you that uh, both of these guys are hookers, so getting 50 caps as a hooker is is quite an achievement. It's a very physical, crazy position to play, and both guys don't have a last name. Eric Howard, Peter Malcolm. Next! Matt, do you know what this week is? I don't. MLR trade deadline week. That's right, folks. Teams and clubs need to submit paperwork before the end of this week or earlier to make sure that any new players sign the dotted line and join the club. They can be announced over the next couple of days and weeks. But, Matt, I mean, hey, do you anticipate any big-name players joining? Maybe some former All Blacks, anyone else? Well, what you are you know- hearing? Depending on who you talk to, there isn't any other salary cap flexibility or money, despite the fact that every single team is now facing real attrition. You're seeing guys that haven't played in years being called out of retirement to play, not knocking those guys, but 
Maybe there's a point where the, the owners say, all right, you know what, we got to extend the salary cap. And I know that, that they're already spending money and not making money, but um, there's going to be players coming in. There's definitely going to be players coming in. And then there's going to be that whole thing where you get an injured player is out for the year and he's got that workers' comp money. And then the player that comes in can take the rest of that salary, perhaps, if they're willing to. Wink, wink, wink. Um but yeah, there's going to be some there's going to be some players coming in, and and to be honest with you, I bet you there's going to be some big names. Next, man, I can't wait to find out who joins in the second half of Major League Rugby. It's going to be a race down to the wire in both the Eastern and Western Conference. More to watch, more to come. Matt, that's all I got. All right, and you are you, sir, are a, a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, and a professional calling in from vacation with the family. Well done, Mr. John Fitzpatrick. Thank you for this segment of The Coffee Break. Okay, before we move ahead or look ahead with Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News and Colin Gross of Old Glory DC, let's look back with what's been called the best recap in Major League Rugby. When Western Conference teams go to Utah, you can expect the unexpected. And the Warriors and the Seattle Seawolves engaged in yet another classic. Ten tries scored on the day, including a penalty try, but the home team survived two yellow cards and a tidal wave of Seawolves to earn another improbable victory, 41-35. Seattle picks up two bonus points in the loss, though, and that makes Rucky happy. Sort of. Harkening images of the spirit of 76, the walking wounded engaged in a battle in the nation's capital. But Old Glory had the better tape kit and maybe a few less injuries and held on against a patchwork ironworkers team who had a few bolts loose, to say the least. Big comeback in the second half by Washington in a must win, puts them right back in the playoff hunt. New York manages a critical bonus point in a tough 42-31 loss. The Chicago Hounds indeed have pedigrees up and down that lineup, but so too do the San Diego Legion, that team from sunny Southern California. And the likes of Matananu and Nate Augsburger can't stay out of the try zone. Even with the terrifically skilled Billy Meeks and Mark O'Keefe, Chicago faded down the stretch. While the Legion continued their surge and their winning ways and could be the healthiest team in the league to boot. Interesting note, 72 points were scored, but neither team attempted a penalty kick. 48-24 is the final. Down in the gold mine in New Orleans, rugby ATL and NOLA hooked up in an Eastern Conference battle that many thought the home team would win. Atlanta had other ideas, however, as Biddle and Van Skulkvike combined for 577 kicking meters. That's one you don't often see, folks. Will Leonard continues his stellar play, and Kurt Coleman comes back for the victorious visitors. 23-7 is the final as Atlanta gets four crucial points in the hotly contested Eastern Conference. NOLA gets zero points. Up in Toronto, Canada, records were broken, and so were the Arrows. Indeed, if you allow 10 tries to the visiting team at home, you're not going to win, especially if you throw in two yellow cards for the heck of it. 
The New England Free Jacks absolutely annihilated their rivals north of the border and added insult to injury by having their former hooker, Andrew Quatrin, account for 10 points on his own. The number two went into the try zone two times. Final score, 80 to five. That is not a mistake. Okay, let's take a quick break and come back with Mr. Colin Gross of Old Glory DC and West Point. When we pick up the ball, we also pick up a legacy. A legacy that stretches beyond your current team. A legacy built on the backs of those who came before you with hard work. And for those who will come after you, we promise it won't be easy. But we'll be there, supporting you on and off the field. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we have the pleasure, and I mean honor, welcoming in Colin Gross, uh, who is recently of West Point, an Army man, but he is playing for Old Glory DC. It doesn't get any more American than that, does it, Colin? <laughs> no, sir. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. All right, a little background for people at home that might not be familiar with you yet. You were the number 15 pick, I believe, in the M the recent MLR draft, and then yes, just went right to camp. Oh no, you didn't, because you're in the Army. So talk us through how in the heck you were able to get the professional career going while you have that commitment hanging over your head for the Army. Yeah, so uh, the Army currently has a pro sports policy uh, in place for uh, athletes out of the service academies to pursue a, a career in professional um, uh, professional sports. So Koi uh, Koi, my teammate, and I, uh, we – Koi Koi Delegate. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's on, he's on Old Glory as well. Um, so – me and him decided that we wanted to pursue this uh, professional rugby because we saw that the MLR was growing and we said, decided that we weren't done playing rugby and, you know, we wanted to see if we can uh, make it at the next level. So it, it was a process that started in October of our senior year at West Point. Um, and it went all the way from October to the day of our graduation. Um, basically through this process, we had to compile a bunch of recommendations from our coaches and then officers that knew us pretty well within the academy. Uh, basically saying that, you know, these two guys, they have what it takes to play at the next level and be successful in, in you know, professional sports environment. Um, so it took a long time. It had to get our packets had to get approved all the way up the chain of command to the superintendent of West Point from the superintendent to the, you know, all the way up to the secretary of defense because wow. he is in charge of. Yeah. Yeah. All the way up. Um, and then they're they're basically letting us. Uh, defer our five year active duty commitment in the army to pursue this uh, sports uh, professional sports career. Were there was there a precedent for rugby players? They had they, they hadn't been right. No, absolutely not. So with rugby, it, it's very unheard of for two two guys out of the academies to, to play professional rugby in the MLR specifically. But there is another route for playing rugby in the army, which through the uh, WCAP. Um, but that's more of a sevens uh, rugby program. 
Um, and that's active duty um, officers and, and, and active duty enlisted uh, soldiers playing um, sevens because it's an Olympic sport, they're allowed to do that. But because 15s is an Olympic sport, uh, we have that deferment. And technically we're in the individual ready reserve. Um, so if, and if the army wants to at any time, they could pull us out and pull us out of uh, rugby and go back to the army, whatever. We're basically at their will. But sure. what if the top 14, the French top 14 comes calling with a big contract? That is a great question, which we do not know the answer to. But, you know, if they ever do, then I, we'll find out. This is a groundbreaking. Well, or Mother England. How That would be insulting, yeah. right? Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. They're like, hey, we want to we capture you and get you on the team. Uh-oh. Yeah. The Army, would, the Army wouldn't be too happy with that. But. Oh, we got to find out which countries are okay and which aren't. I guess it's, it exactly. depends on the geopolitical climate at any given yeah. point. Any given, any given day. All right, so I saw you last weekend down in the D.C. area. You had a bittersweet yes, weekend, sir. right? You had yes, Saturday sir. where I saw you at an, in Annapolis yes, at the Naval Academy where Navy beat your guys' Army. Yeah, it was a tough game to watch. Uh, you know, I mean, they, I, I know most of the players on the team and, you know, great dudes, great players. Just uh, they had a pretty uh, pretty rough season with injuries. Um, but, they, you know, you can't you – can't, uh, down them for their their effort, man. They came out, especially against that Davenport team last weekend. They had some heart in that game, and even in the Navy game over the weekend, you know, they came out um, and they played pretty hard. But you know, Navy's got they got a really good team this year, so you, you can't got to give credit to where credit's due there. The other yeah. side of that weekend last Absolutely. weekend on Sunday, you guys with a big comeback, oh, had a yeah. great second yeah. half, beat your arch rivals, New York. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a game that was. It was really fun. First half, you know, New York came out swinging, but uh, we responded in the second half and put 30 points in the second half and you know, sealed the game. What did Josh say in the halftime locker room? It got you guys going. We got a bottle um, Yeah. He, he, Josh has a way with, uh, you know, a way with words when it comes to uh, pumping people up. He, he spins things in ways that, you know, I couldn't, and he, he brings the energy. You know, it's our time to strike. They they put up some points. It's our time to respond. So, and he did a great job of getting us uh, getting us ready for the second half. And strike you did. And and, yeah. and about you on the rugby pitch here with Old Glory. Yeah, you you're, you've had a meteoric rise in the. I, yeah, yeah, I guess so. What the heck are you doing? What are you eating? What are you doing? I mean, it's I you're, mean, I mean, you're the perfect success story for this league. Yeah, I know. It's it's been it's been a phenomenal season, and, and I would be remiss in saying that it wasn't all me because i mean there's been some injuries that have elevated me you know sadly for some of our players but i've been able to you know sustain the playing time um and it's been it's been a really good season really good experience for me as well as uh, some of my teammates when you were a kid in spokane washington did you have any intentions of playing professional rugby no way no way i mean rugby in spokane is it's growing but it's not very especially when i was there there was it's not very big. We had one one club team for the whole city, and Spokane's not a small city, so you could kind of imagine how big the rugby scene is there. And you know, it's it's been you know just going through West Point, going that way. I've never thought until you know my senior year, and it's been really a surreal experience. I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming yeah. on, and best Absolutely. of luck the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show, Matt. All right, it's Colin Gross of yes, Old sir. Glory, but also recently of West Point. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back.
This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? We're back, and we're back with Mr. Brian Somber Ray. Brian, um, condolences um, to you uh, and all of your extended Toronto Arrows family. Not a good weekend. Uh, some might say the worst in MLR history for any team. Um, not really any excuses. Injuries are fine, but uh, with the level of talent that was on that field, Totally unacceptable result. Um, and it was a shame because great crowd in Toronto. Sounds like everything else went well around the game. Game itself, complete and utter disaster. So here we are. What happened, Brian? Uh, they got smashed, plain and simple. Um, and yeah, I mean, players have to take a little bit of that in the chin. But I don't think when you have a result like that, the coach has any place to hide. Uh, they did not look prepared. Defense was a shambles. Uh, when your team's not committed like that, you have to look at the top. And frankly, uh, you know, Pete Smith's got to uh, got to front up. He's got some work to do because that was, I mean, we've seen coaches fired for a whole lot less. So, you know, if he's still the coach for this weekend, he's got some work to do. Okay. All right, some strong words, but I love I love your uh, studio. I love the background. I wish I was there to give you a hug. New England hosting Atlanta. Who are Rugby ATL? Who is Rugby ATL? I guess it depends on what side of the pond you're on, but what's going on? New England has to – they're going to be gassed. I mean, you can't score that many tries and not be completely gassed. There's got to be hamstring problems, calf strains. You know, it was a track meet. Yeah, uh, it's certainly it looked like a practice run at times. Let's be honest. I mean, they were scoring tries by fun, and you know, I wish I could say uh, for for ATL's sake that that ATL or that the free jacks are going to be tired and, and not have much, but I don't think that's going to be the case. They're going to be at home. They're going to want to give their fans a show like they just put on, and uh, you know, look, ATL got one over on Nola who they've beaten every time they've played. They just seem to have some, right. vo some voodoo magic over them or something. But when I look at the two sides, I see, you know, a, a team ATL strong pack. Ruita Biddle in the back line is dangerous. Not the same level of threats that Moonlit has all over the park. At the moment. One team is fizzling. One is kind of just got off, uh, off of a losing streak. Uh, I, I got to pick new England comfortably and i don't really care what kind of lineup they put out uh yeah new england comfortably old glory coming off a huge win versus arch rival new york now they're welcoming in Utah, coming off a huge win of their own yeah huge for for both teams uh dc i mean what how do you look at that win yeah uh certainly old glory in that second half especially pouring on 30 points 
you know, they really wanted that game more. You could tell that. Um, how much do you put down to Old Glory stepping up and uh, New York kind of crumbling? Um, I don't know. And well, I guess we're going to find out real soon. Utah is absolutely smoking hot right now. Man, their attack is so lethal. I mean, it's just got finishers. And when you're worrying about Mono and Cruze out wide, then you've got Hodgson stepping up the middle. And then you've got Tyler Fisher, you know, other giant centers coming at you. And Thomas Tuaval, who isn't getting a lot of uh, maybe talk this year, is quietly having a tremendous season for them. Yes. But I'm going to go with the Warriors uh, in D.C. against, uh, you know, a, a game old glory, but doesn't quite have the the tools, I don't think, uh, to stop this this rampant Utah side. I will say this. If it's a if it's a warm day with with sun, the turf can get pretty hot in D.C. And that might affect old uh, might, might affect Utah. But they do have that attack, that that power. They have power. They have quickness and speed, you know, so they've. They're very fun to watch when they're firing on all cylinders. Chicago hosting New Orleans. This is a dangerous game for Nola. Uh, they should have beaten ATL. I picked them to win. They came out flat. Um, they were bad at the set piece, gave away too many penalties. I mean, they look like the team that started uh, the first three weeks of the season, which is really disappointing because I thought they turned a corner. They certainly looked like they did. Hopefully, this is just a one-off thing. But uh, they got some more injury issues. Tom Florence, who's been their best player all season, went down with a knee injury. He's definitely not playing this one. I don't know when he's going to be back, but certainly very concerned about that. Rodney Iona, their outstanding fly half, who you know didn't have the best game, but then he went down with what looked like a maybe a pulled hamstring. Didn't look too serious, but again, you know it might be like a one week kind of thing if if he does miss this one. So we'll see. Now they do have Reese Boda uh, there who can step in, uh, and we haven't really seen only a, a few minutes of him but chicago you know they did hunt hang with and it, this seems to be their thing hanging with teams for about an hour right and then they kind of fall off the pace but they are at home they are you know making little bits of progress every week they got a couple of reinforcements coming in not sure if they're going to be in the lineup this week but they could be and that would you know certainly give them a, a little bit more zip so hey i gotta back nola to bounce back just because they are you know trying to get in that playoff picture but man chicago could squeak this one New York versus Houston, a, a, a battered New York, welcoming in the Sabercats. Houston, you know, I saw some comments from Heineken Meyer. He thought they weren't at their best, and I would tend to agree with that. But the thing with them is even when they're not at their best, they're still in the game. I mean, they still came yeah. out of this with the bonus point win. Uh, you know, the one that lost against Utah, they still got the bonus point, yeah. losing bonus point. They still almost won. This is not a team that just goes away. They've got a little bit more depth now. A couple uh, players coming in from English academies. Very handy signings. Both of them U.S. eligible. So, and young guys, want, you know, something that they're going to want to prove stuff. Uh, you know, they might still have another uh, signing or two in them. We don't know yet. So, yeah, I, I think Houston against a, a really battered and, 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 like you said, and maybe a little bit demoralized after that loss against uh, D.C. I mean, you know, Dylan Fawcett was still running around doing things, but not everybody was. And well, he was playing uh, number eight. Yeah, you know, there's, there's an indication that things are, are a little bit dicey when you uh, in the, on the injury front 
Yeah, and you, look, you just look at the two, you know, where the two are health-wise and, and just momentum. I just think that uh, that Houston pack is really methodical and, and, and they're just moving forward all game and putting pressure on you. I don't think uh, New York is quite, uh, you know, in the right spot to stop that right now. So you got to go with Houston. Toronto hosting Seattle. Can you expect another 80-point game? I don't think you can. Uh, it's a tough trip for Seattle. It's not yeah. as tough a trip for New, New England going up to Toronto. And, and Seattle's not 100%. Uh, you know, Lopetti is going to be out for a while, it sounds like, uh, which is really unfortunate. Um, and uh, Jordan Chait isn't healthy right now. they got a couple other bumps and bruises going on in this one. Certainly that game against Utah was Are you saying brutal. this is a banana peel game? Is this where they slip <laughs> no, and the arrows I, get to win, go, Ryan, Let's Ray? not go crazy. I mean, you are wearing New England clothes. You're all you're decked out in New England wear right now. <sighs> yeah, well, yeah, no, I, I think Seattle wins this one uh, pretty pretty comfortable. I, I would say, you know. 25? 25 sounds about right to me. They're just too too good a team you know it's unfortunate you know you like to be able to say you know that this toronto team can really put up a fight at scrap at home and you know a couple weeks ago i gotta drop the gloves somebody's gotta drop the gloves it's just not happening right now is it so no i i can't i can't say that you'd look at me funny if i said something like that they needed her brooks to walk into that locker room and tell them they'll take it to their in graves dallas hosting san diego there's no way this is going to be a banana peel match for San Diego. Just no way. Just, I think, I, I respect Dallas. They play tough. They don't have the depth. This is a very good San Diego team. What's your take? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, Nate Augsburger was absolutely like 75 tries? Oh, my goodness. He was uh, just ridiculous. Uh, I mean, he's one of the foreign players in the, in the league right now. He's playing terrific. And San Diego, I mean, they again, they got so much depth and doesn't matter what lineup they seem to put out there. They can put in whoever at, at fly half, at fullback, uh, you know, guys playing all over the place. Uh, they're just flying right now. And they have that, that they, just, they just have that confidence, that swagger about them. And when you get a team with so much talent and that much confidence, it just spells uh, dis- disaster. And, and yeah, Dallas's pack, I mean, they're, they're, they're really uh, standing up every game to teams, but they just don't have the, the horses, I don't think, to, to really uh, do a whole lot here. So, yeah, bonus point win on the road, easy for San Diego. Brian, before I let you go, any, uh, any uh, rumors uh, you want to contrive or uh, prevaricate about or make up or anything with facts uh, about player movement or acquisitions? What do you got? Anything? Well, we had a whole heap of them just come in over right before the weekend. Uh, you know, they're a big rush uh, to get names in, apparently. A couple second rows go. Cam Dodson coming back to MLR to play with Chicago and a couple other guys uh, around the league. Uh, you know, uh, I hear there's a, a scrum half, possibly, uh, you know, U.S. eligible, maybe an international even, who's headed for uh, a little bit of a stay in MLR. He's still, uh, I think, a couple weeks away anyways. From arriving, so I don't want to give away too much there. But you're not giving away, you're not giving you're not giving away any names. <laughs> it can't be too hard to figure out who oh, it is. Oh come maybe, on! Maybe try and find it on America's Rugby News, hidden, uh, you know, an Easter egg or something. Uh, right. I, I think uh, this team, who's you know, who I'm kind of parading here, might have a couple uh, players up their sleeve. I know they're shopping for uh, a forward, and I know for certain that a back has been signed. Who everybody will be very, very excited to see again. Uh oh, I think I 
just hinted at something. Uh, so keep your eyes on, uh, out for that. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what other other teams have uh, have up their sleeve. But uh, certainly some interesting days ahead. We'll have to see what happens. But uh, nobody's sitting by idly at the moment. I could say Is this that. Is a most valuable player that you're talking about? most valuable play i don't really keep track of these awards so i can't confirm or deny that okay i see i see all right well thank you mr brian ray i hope your arrows uh recover and don't don't i hope they like goldfish as ted lasso would say and just don't have a memory and forget this one and move on but on that note i want to thank mr brian ray of america's rugby news Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. It's Colin Gross of Old Glory. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the Rugby Odds, the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. And please join our American Red Cross blood donor team.